<laughs> so well. Now a drift to left field. That ball is going to be over the head of Anderson. One out, up against the wall. Sanchez will be at second with a double. His first extra base hit in the big leagues. And welcome to the Extra Base Podcast. I'm Jeevo, and just for the record, I am not a baseball journalist. Um, tonight, shock horror, I actually have both Tim and Roger here. I know it's unbelievable, but um, miracles do happen. Gentlemen, my God. How do I get you both evening, the same Mr. Jevons. Good evening. Oh, Roger, you've turned up two, three weeks in a row. Holy shit. Look out. Wonders will never what, cease. What, what's one better than a streak, Jeevo? Oh, it's, your camera your camera on, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's next. I, I just can't deal with Cavill having to go at me for my shirt again. <laughs> <laughs> or oh, be cool. Uh, mate, anyway. <laughs> if I keep looking down, Jeevo, I've, I've got the, the live stream on from the AYC. So uh, the New South Wales WA game uh, just got yeah. underway at 7 o'clock after the rain. Yeah. So um, Ooh, nice. I'm slightly distracted. Just kick me up the ass. Can we get some updates? I can give you some updates on the way through, mate. No problem. Live updates from the Extra Base podcast. I'm Here sure we go. there's something. I love it. I'm sure there's something. It'll be a breach of someone's media policy somewhere. Anyway. Oh, well. It's all good. Um, look, tonight's just don't call it live. <laughs> no. Tonight's guest, um, Greg Castle, obviously, you know, Mr. Armcare himself. Um, I'm actually looking really forward to actually hearing all about Greg and Greg's journey and, you know, what he does and how he does it and obviously the, the whole Armcare thing because, you know, back in the day there was nothing really like that when we were playing. So, um, yeah, I'd really like to um, sort of deep dive into this. So I'll just bring Greg on. Evening, Greg. Good day, gents. How you going, Mr. Castle? Good. Yeah, good. Um, thanks for thanks for having me on. You you must be you're running running short of uh, guests if you if uh, if I was getting the call up, I reckon. Not at all. Actually, Not at all. <laughs> I, I'll tell you I'll tell you the truth, mate. Um, after speaking to you know college pathways and obviously speaking to college kids. Yep. Um, a lot of people have spoken about injuries um, and, you know, what they've done and how they've injured themselves and things like that. And I thought it's the next progression, um, which is obviously an expert like yourself, um, you know, to obviously speak about your experiences and sort of have a look at it from that perspective because I think every single guest we've had on, they've all spoken about, you know, they've either been injured some way or they've done something some way and, yeah, I guess it was that natural progression. So, mate, and let's be honest, um, you know, you do amazing work. So I thought, yeah, we're not that desperate. You know, mate, the, the, I'm the desperate one, mate. I've got Tim and Roger as my co-hosts. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, as the great Yogi Berra once said, baseball is a big part of injuries. 
and yeah, and and uh, it, it certainly is. And so I see, you know, week to week, I'm always got um, pretty much every day. I've got a couple of baseballs in the clinic at, at one point or another. So tell us how you got into it, Greg. Start us off. Start us off well, on that. Well, I actually um, uh, got into baseball myself very late in the piece. I actually grew up playing tennis and cricket as my main sports, and I've got some heritage in the States. I've got cousins spread around Texas, and I went there and when I was uh, about 20, 22 years old and, and fell in love with baseball actually on that trip, came back and started playing baseball in the cricket off-season, and actually I never went back and played cricket again. I just played baseball from that time on, and uh, – and then I was, that's around the time I was starting uh, doing my physio degree. And then uh, towards the end of that four, four year degree, I started getting involved with the Sydney Storm, as, as they were called back then, um, in, the, in the old ABL. Uh, and had a great mentor, physio, uh, by the name of Rod Whiteley, who's uh, he's lived overseas for the last sort of. Um, Probably 15, 20 years now, and he, he was he was brilliant uh, for me to 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 um to be under his sort of tutelage and and um just got him just yeah loved loved the game loved being involved uh, with that and then just grew from there just kept playing myself and um and then was uh, involved um, with the Claxton Shield when the ABL stopped and it just went to several years of just having a two week ABL comp and then. Um, Got involved with um, uh, the the um, Sydney team when the ABL restarted, and then I couldn't really stay involved in that. It was a bit too much commitment, and got involved with Baseball Australia in about 2007, and I've just been involved with pretty much Baseball Australia um, since then. So Some of the trips you've done with great. Baseball Australia, which you know, what are, what highlights are there? Well, um, probably the. The, the, you know, the, the first highlight would be just that first time that I was actually you know, involved to be w working with a, an Australian team. And that was in 2007 and it was uh, under-17s Oceanic Qualifier. And that was like, there was, in that under-17s team, there was like um, guys like Todd Van Stensel, you know, on that team. So that was, it goes back away. And then um, and then probably the next biggest highlight after that was... Um, going to the um, first sort of World Cup that I went to, which was in 2012, which was the Australian under-18 team. That was in uh, South Korea. And that was with guys like Gaia and, and Shepard and um, sort of that, that sort of age group of players. Um, and then um, and probably, the, you know, and then my first time with, this, with the men's team was in 2016. Um, and then the WBC last uh, last year was, you know, was um, probably really was uh, a high point, you know, to, to get to be involved in that. It was phenomenal. So, Greg, just a quick question. Um, what position did you play in baseball? I played outfield mainly and a bit of first base towards, towards the end. Um, so, yeah, being having come from, you know, sort of um, – uh, that was that was just the easiest transition to make, having come to the game late and and what have you. So um, I ended up playing for uh, probably ended up playing for about ten or eleven seasons with Borco in in, um, in state league at the end and had a few clubs I played with prior to that. So it was a good time. Yeah, I um, 
So a young fella running around in the outfield. So obviously he um, gets that from you. Uh, yeah, although he started when he was um, sort of like four and a half, five. Um, and um, so he's he's been involved, yeah, obviously, from the, the get-go, which was a big advantage for him. Um, and he's, he's currently rehabbing at the moment because when I was um, overseas, on my honeymoon, in fact, in November, I get a message. I get a, a, a he sends me a photo of him in the Penn Hospital uh, with a dislocated shoulder after trying to make a big spectacular bloody catch in the outfield playing against Penrith. So he's rehabbing from. <laughs> yeah, apparently oh, it was, but he didn't make. Oh, okay, he didn't didn't make the, didn't make the didn't didn't quite pull off the catch, but certainly it was no shortage of effort from from what I've heard and. Um, he did a bit more damage than usually happens in a dislocation, so he had shoulder surgery. So he's he's um, he's he's rehabbing, you know, at the moment uh, with that. Jeez, I like I like to be his physio. I was going to say family discount, <laughs> I get. Yes. Yeah, five percent, five percent. He gets. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, obviously, um, didn't take Shane Castle's advice on taking a diving catch at Borker a couple of weeks ago, so. Yeah, obviously they need to uh, look at their diving practice. Maybe that's something you can get into Phil Hammer, get him into the diving practice in the outfield, mate. Oh, Shane Casso took one, did he? Yeah. It was on our place yeah. that week. So. Oh, really? Okay. Well, um, he's a good man. I have, to, I, have to try and, I have to try and find that video. And I'll, I'll send it to you, mate. Look. It's not a problem. We've got, we got all the quick. Okay. <laughs> some young, some young, like, young, young kid was on the mound that night, that day. Oh, what's his name? Wasn't Ed Noy? Was it? Yeah, he saved. He saved a, a triple. The lovely oh, catch. Nice. Helped his ERA. Um, Matt Cavill said it at the multi <laughs> mighty Holroyd Giants. Must be a story in that. What's that? What's that about the Giants? Matt Cavill said you're also at the mighty Holroyd Giants. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I did. I played. I only ever played um, one season of winter because I was using the winter. I was involved with um, doing footy AFL uh, physio coverage, so yeah. that made me sort of unavailable for a week for playing. But I did play one season of um, <laughs> uh, yeah, first grade with the Giants, and and uh, I did have a bit of running with Matt Cavill. Actually, um, I didn't know who he was actually, but, and we're playing against Canterbury. I don't know if That's Matt. I'm not actually. Can can we just find out if Matt can just send a message? Does he actually remember this incident or not? It's probably won't. <laughs> but it'll probably anyway, into the many run-ins that but, Matt Cavill's had on a baseball diamond. But anyway, but anyway, I, I hadn't been involved in baseball that long at that point in time. But um, uh, anyway, it was when the cone there was there was no outfield fence back then at Four A Street. It was just cones, and um, I was playing left field and. And um, one of the Canterbury guys hit a ball over my head, and and it um and actually it, it sort of bounced about a couple of metres before the cones and went through the cones and just put the hands up, stand up double, and you know threw the ball back in. Didn't think anything of it, really. But at the, at the change of innings, I'm I'm running um back off the field, <laughs> and he's running out onto the field. I think he was playing shortstop back then. He should and and. <laughs> And he's absolutely just unloaded on me, for, uh, apparently ripping them off from what should have what should have been a home run. And I didn't even see it coming because I thought it was pretty. I thought it was pretty clear it wasn't a home run. But 
anyway, I didn't even know what to say. I don't think I said anything at the time because I was just too shocked actually. And then actually, yeah, and actually hit. And then and then later in that game, he went to the he went to the mound and pitched and and then um and then when I came to that first pitch, he drilled me. So that was that was that. <laughs> so so yeah. So that was sounds like a similar situation I had with Cavill in Tamworth. But um, he doesn't remember that incident either. So, yeah. It was a long time ago, and uh, he, he may have forgotten, but it uh, did stay with me. <laughs> the bruise? <laughs> uh, no, he wasn't He was, He wasn't trying that hard, to be fair, in that time, though. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah he's, never, he's, always thrown, he's always thrown pies. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> all right, back, back to the serious stuff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So you just you just mentioned your the latest trip which with Australia was to the WBC. Let us yep. tell us tell us a bit of the highlights of that. Like what's it like, you know, being in that sort of environment, just from a baseball oh, look, perspective. Yeah. Well, look, um, I mean, some of the you know from a baseball perspective, I think that you um, you made certainly made to feel you know like a completely part of the team. You know, all support staff are coaches. You know, and me being there, you know, in that medical sense, and you're sort of wearing a few hats because you you're um you sort of got to be you know the physio and nurse, doctor, masseuse, you know, psychologist sometimes. You know, you sort of so you 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 can be kept busy. You know, you got a sort of squad of you know sort of a um, someone's up to thirty players and you, that you're looking after, and 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 the senior team. Uh, you know, there's a bit, a little bit more work to do there than when you travel with a, you know, a national 18s team or a 23s team because you've got some older bodies and whatnot. So, but um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a great environment because you've got, um, you know, guys that actually really genuinely appreciate your, you know, your, your help. You know, you haven't got in the Australian team, you, you, you know, they're all, they're all just well-grounded guys. You haven't, it's not like you're working with. Um, you know, and some of them obviously professional athletes, but they're not professional athletes that are, that are prima donnas and have got, uh, you know, just a high opinion of themselves and are, and, are, and are difficult to work with. They're just all a great bunch of blokes, and um, and obviously been, you know, and it sort of starts on head coach down, and, and Dave Nelson is 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 um, you know, is you know very big on the on you know on the communication and 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 having a great team environment, and it's just it's just a really nice to be part of. What was Japan like? It was, oh, it was phenomenal. I was, it was um, the, the third time that I'd been there on a on a um, on a trip. Um, that the previous two were just really short uh, whirlwind trips, just playing two like exhibition games, um, um, and one pre-pandemic and one post-pandemic. But that was that was a big sort of three and a, about three and a half weeks. We were gone. We had ten days or so in Fuchu. Um, uh, so, uh, and which was just our, just just with the Australian team, just in uh, doing our own preparation, and then we went into or the WBC prep, which was we went we flew down south um, to Miyazaki, and and that was all then WBC uh, sort of pre-camp, and that went for about four four days or so, um, and then and then after that we. Um, we we went to into Tokyo to the like to you know sort of you know for the for the tournament and down in Miyazaki we were joined there. Uh, the Czech team were also uh, down there um, preparing and 
whereas your big teams like uh, like Korea, Japan, they were actually prepping in the Tokyo Dome. So whereas, you know, um, you know, the teams that like like us, we were sort of, you know, we were, we were, we were, we were, yeah, we, we, we were down there. But, yeah, but, but our, certainly our hope is that, that our performances will, will, in years to come, will put us on a level where, you know, where we, we might be, you know, prepping at the Tokyo Dome as well, you know, and be on that similar footing. Yeah. yeah I guess so, that's a pretty cool place to, to sort of walk around on the field, being the dugout. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was it was very cool, and and um, and it was you know like the crowds were awesome, and and Australia's you know gets adopted there, so we're sort of you know really like they we made feel like we're their second team, you know, and so we, yeah, and and we're heaps of support, um, you know, and and there were you know there were big crowds there for our games, and obviously when we played Team Japan, it was absolutely packed, and and the noise was. Was well, it was it was it was loud, and they had the, obviously the band the, the band plays, and they have each player has their own song, and they play that song through their whole at bat, and uh, it's it's an atmosphere that you know it's there's nothing really that compares to it. I've been to a lot of MLB games, and you, you uh, it's there's doesn't compare like it's 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 phenomenal, and when Shohei hit that. Um, a bomb um, in his first at bat against us. It was just deafening. It was unbelievable. So, Greg, obviously, you know, we, we speak about, you know, at that level, um, WBC and all that sort of stuff. And obviously, you know, that, that's the pinnacle of, of baseball. So, you know, how do we then bring that back to, you know, like things, you know, like juniors, you know, like, you know, they're professional athletes that, that you, you know, you're taking care of. Then you've also got like kids like juniors, um, you know, young adolescent kids, you know, being two-way players, you know, preparing for tournaments and all that sort of stuff. You know, how do, how do you sort of how do you probably come back to to managing that compared to a professional athlete? Yeah, look, obviously, um, um, it's you know, it's very different, um, you know, and you've got. Very different when you're comparing, you know, mature bodies um, and skeletally mature, skeletally mature bodies to to your to your uh, to your kids and your adolescents, you know, and they develop, you know, different types of injuries because, you know, of of um, the fact that they are skeletally, you know, um, you know, immature bodies. Um, so, you know, they need to get so they, you know, they get assessed, you know, slightly differently, and they get certainly, you know, treated. Uh, differently also um, uh, and you know and and their you know their, their training and their um, you know, and, and the training and their preparation needs to sort of reflect that also and like how much time do you actually spend like with you know mum and dad speaking to mum and dad about the injury and you know the importance of the recovery and, and things like that like obviously that that plays a big part in in that recovery and also the, the rehab yeah, look, I spend a lot of time. I actually always want them there and want them involved. And um, if they're not there, I'll communicate stuff back to them. Because uh, for those of you who've got, who uh, you know, if you've got um, you know kids and boys of your own, I've got two boys, and yeah, I think it's pretty um, consistent that across the board that they're pretty hopeless at, at communicating stuff back to their parents. Like usually, if they get asked, well, what do you say? Like, you'd be struggling to get dead set three words out of most of them. You know what I mean? You're talking so, about my kid, are you, mate? 
<laughs> well, Ed happens to be in the majority and like that, yes. Uh, well, Shannon, um, Shannon just said that um, you're the greatest arm care man in the business, so obviously, and we know Ethan struggles big time academically, so he'd be another one in that in that category. <laughs> oh yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't trust Ethan to relay too much stuff um, uh, over there. So um, um, I definitely want to be t t telling Shannon direct. Um, uh, so, but the, but the but the but that sort of that advice um, that advice and the education component is key, and also it's sort of been found that that, that even even with that. Um, it's um, you know reported that that patients only retain about twenty percent of what you tell them, right? And that's adults. So I don't know. I don't. So I reckon kids. You'd probably it'd be probably more like about two percent. But the but so so having that is key. And so that's why when I when I um, uh, prescribe them certain exercises, I always now just video them on their phones, and um, so they've got something there. It's better than having a um something you know written down or something on paper or there are also there are there are programs that you can you know that you can get on your phone or whatnot they're, they're a bit they're a bit gen they're a bit generic so yeah. you can't you can't really tailor it exactly so i like to do that and also then you know I, i'll commentate on that video and i'll say hey just watch out for these common errors watch out for this and you know, make sure you, you know your elbow's staying here or make sure you know your shoulders back in this position or whatever and you're just pointing those things out and then you tell them on their exact number of reps that's you know and, and that you want them to do and so it's you're trying to make it as, as foolproof as you can um yeah. and um and then to, you know it's all about trying to get the most the best compliance you can um to then you know get the best outcome you're right you're on a winner they're putting in their phone because they're all they're in their phones 24 7 so that's the that's the place to have it no point writing it down <laughs> absolutely uh Sometimes, sometimes I, I, use, I have to check that they've got enough storage on their phone to record a video because they're that stacked with all this other stuff on there. So that's one thing you got to check. Uh, one thing, one thing that Jevo sort of mentioned, and and you can talk to this about you know back in when you started in baseball and and these days, um, yeah, we have really strict pitch counts for kids now. We have prescribed days rest. Um, between outings, um, the accumulative pitches, like, you know, we're going through the AYC at the moment and you've got, you know, every pitch counts and, you know, we're, we're making sure that guys aren't throwing three days in a row and under 30 pitches. Has, has any, have you seen any of that um, make a difference with what walks through your door or um, is it the same? Is it, uh, you know, I guess do you, medically, professionally, has it made a difference, those... The implementation of those strict rules, especially around pitching. You know, I haven't actually seen it make that big a difference, um, mainly because the biggest risk factor for injury, um, mind you, having said that, I should say that if that wasn't there, I think the injury rates would be higher. So I think that's that they, they are really, you know, that they are important and, um, you know, to have those. And it's, but that, but, um, I haven't seen a dramatic reduction because the number one risk factor for injury um, with daylight second is year-round throwing, and and that's the that's the one that hasn't really been adopted. And um, so if you look at the um, you know the pitch smart 
guidelines, you know, MLB, you know, Pitch Smart guidelines, which came out now about eight years ago and that were put together by a panel of, you know, ex medical experts in the field, you know, that, uh, you know, so orthopedic surgeons, um, um, physios and trainers with, you know, with um, professional teams. It was, it's quite, it was quite a big panel that put them together. We sort of follow those guidelines, like on the pitch counts and whatnot, but the one that we don't is the, is the one that which is, you know, you know, taking four months off pitching a year, you know, with two to three months of those being continuous. That's sort of the one we're sort of in the wrong, we're in the in wrong, the wrong hemisphere. hemisphere. Yeah, that's wrong the, hemisphere. Um, and uh, just the good kids, it's um, the the um, our best kids, uh, you know, just don't tend to have that because uh, the off season is full of you know further rep stuff, little league, junior yeah. league, senior league, and then it, and 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 other um, uh, you know rep stuff that just goes on. Then it's uh, um, you know PD um, like the PDP stuff, and then it's and then it's it's, tr it's trials and again for, for, yeah yeah yeah. So um, it doesn't doesn't really happen. Yeah, that's. So, I mean, you and I have spoken a lot about that sort of stuff, mainly because I got one of those kids who's, you know, always, you know, at that rep stuff and then doing trips in our off season, which is the American middle of the American season. So, um, it is. It is just merely a matter of we live in the wrong hemisphere and we haven't adjusted our baseball calendar to to provide that that off time, have we? Yeah, that's right. And the the I mean the, the research tells us that we we should be well one having that, but two that that uh, it's um, there's you know good support for um, you know guys you know playing other you know other sports um, and and doing strength and conditioning from a you know from a, a young age um, you know uh, is is important as well. So uh, one, of the, one of the questions just on that. Um, you know, what are your views on, you know, kids play multiple sports? You know? Uh, what, was, what, what was that, Diva? Kids, kids playing multiple sports, you know? Mm -hmm. Good thing, bad thing? Oh, it's it's been shown to be a huge, you know, like a massive um, uh, thing in terms of um, importance for their physical development but also reducing risk of injury. So, uh, like, there was, one, there was one bit of research that came out and looked at collegiate um, – um, athletes in the states, and eighty percent of them, um, seventy-five to eighty percent of them, played were multi-sport athletes in high school, and um, so you know it's um, uh, you know it's it's just it's just great for reduction of overuse injuries, and it's also it's also just great for their uh, wider physical you know development. And I think that I think that also, I might. Personal opinion as well. I think I think there's it's it's um it's 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 also good for their probably their love of the game too because I think it gives them a time just a just a moment to miss the game and, and really love the game as well you know and not be not not have, not have it uh, you know driven into them too you know but it's it's but it, it is tough for parents because you don't you know there's 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 often um, hard to know when do I take that what do, what do I what do I get um, my kid to miss out on doing like when do I do that and, and do I jeopardize you know his his pathway or his chance of selection into X Y or Z because I'm because I make that decision to do that so, so that's 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 sort of tough stuff as a, as, a, as a parent to have to probably manage as well and when you get to sort of that level of um, 
like I know in the younger age groups, you know, you've got a lot of kids, you know, that are other baseball stars in those younger age groups, um, you know, that pitch and catch, you know, so, you know, those little league tournaments where, you know, yep. they're pitching and catching all in the same sort of, in that sort of scenario, you know, how, what, what are your views on that? Well, look, that, that has been found to heighten injury risk. So there's no question about that. It's, it's, it's in the pitch smart guidelines that they, that, that, doesn't occur in the same game, um, um, but um, uh, yeah, it's. I mean, the, if we just look at it from a injury risk perspective, the height, the 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 players that, that that you know that get injured the most are pitchers, and then the the yeah. the, the second the sec the second um, highest is Zen catchers, just because of their you know volume of throwing you know compared to other, other positions. So if you're combining you know. <laughs> Those one and two, you're doing them both. You know, you yeah, you're certainly um, it's certainly asking for trouble. Um, um, so yeah, that's that's certainly been been you know you know well established. And I think Next. Tim, oh. Tim, I think yep. the thing I'd really want you to sort of go over now. Obviously, you know, you've got a kid playing in a showcase at the moment or AYC. Yep. yep. Um, do you want to go through? Obviously, you know, number one, your experience as as a as a dad. You know, with yep. with your kid going through this, and then also well, Greg drives Greg. a really really nice car because of me, um, but it wasn't because <laughs> of my kid. It was because of me. Uh, that's that could be a story for another podcast. The uh, the the COVID shutdown that wasn't really a shutdown uh, in the uh, in the local physio office, but uh, you know that, that, that was pretty good. No, um, yeah, essential showcase, service, essential service, was, mate. I was exactly. I was allowed to be open. It's all right. You're allowed to be open. I was allowed to be there, and the fact that I we had adult beverages um, while the icing was going on. No one needs to know about that. Oh, well, it's because you always wanted to be the last patient. That's that's why you wanted that slot, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. and, and, and you and you opened it up for me. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I mean, you mentioned it as well. Um, yeah, so I've got, obviously, you know, I can talk about, we can't be too um, specific about stuff, but I'm happy to talk about my kids' experience. Um, and that's everyone on, you know, lots of people on this uh, podcast, you know, uh, Shannon and, and Cav. Uh, we've all got kids and they've been you know, at that the higher level and, and always playing um, season back to back reps. Um, but one of the things that you did mention was the strength and conditioning um, programs. And and I, what I'm seeing now, and because my, my boy is now a bit of a, um, a pitcher only. Um, more recent, more recent sort of months and years, um, the velo programs. What, um, after you. What, what was that? I said that's because he was getting hitting tips off you. That's why he's a PO. Yeah, no, no, he, he, yeah, he just can't hit like me. That's why he became a PO. Um, anyway, um, yeah. So you know, velo programs. It's it's something I'd sort of new to my world uh what's your view of, of that sort of stuff and is, is it again it's an issue you can't be doing that and and playing and pitching in games at the same time it's got to be sort of split up into a to a, a calendar of your your workload is that you know your view of it yeah like i, I mean uh, velocity is 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 a, a you know big risk factor for injury and no and no one's saying no, like no one's saying don't throw hard but the like a focus on development of a greater velocity has has 
have been shown a heightened injury injury risk, right? So, um, and uh, particularly when that's when that's um, at kids under the age of 16. So if it's happening in your 14 and 15 year olds, um, uh, you know that's that's where really caution needs to be, you know, applied um, uh, quite strongly. Um, so uh, yeah, don't, get, and, don't get me started uh, on that. On you know, guys just wanting to throw hard and not. Yeah, and, and and I, I think that this is where this is this is where um, uh, not wanting to sound. I, I don't I don't try and get involved in the. In, in, a, in the teaching, coaching side of things, I'll, I'll let the coaches do that. But they, but where they where the focus when they're that age, you know, that should be just beyond those, just developing, you know, really, you know, good mechanics and uh, for pitchers, you know, like good drive and and you know optimal rotation and things like that. Not you know separate, you know, um, sort of hip shoulder separation and those some of those things. And I think those because if someone's then trying to um, you know, be on a velo program or a weighted ball program or whatever, and some of those fundamental things aren't there. That's that's, it's just asking for trouble. And then the other the other the other big issue with that um, with those age groups are that the the like the, the, the sort of biological age to their you know, the physical age can be quite different. You know, you can have those fifteen year olds that you know are shaving, you know, and those uh, those that haven't got a black hair on their body, you know, and are really who are two years behind physically, you know what I mean? So we can't, um, they can't all be, you know, sort of, it's, it's, not, it's just not appropriate we'll be doing the same thing, you know? So that, that's, that's a, another a challenge there too. Jeff, I've got a good question on the screen and that'll lead into to something else I, I want yeah. to ask, Greg. So let's deal with what that I'm, one first. So Rob's asked us, you know, I always hear a lot of new college Aussie pitchers having having it Tommy John, do you think this is due to a workload or arm care routine or a combination of both? Look, it's, it's predominantly, um, it's predominantly workload. That's, that's, um, uh, and, you know, and if you, and if you look at, if you, if you actually go back and see, say how many have had that, you know, like have actually had that three to four months off throwing a year, you'll probably find that, you know, like there's actually very few that have, that have had that. Um, um, and you know, without that, you know, the the risk of you know potentially progressing to to uh, to having a high level UCL injury is you know is is much greater. Uh, so that's you know um, you could you could have the best sort of warm up and you know and say post throwing care uh, in the world, but if you're Pretty much close to pretty much year-round throwing, or you know, like in eleven months, you know, eleven and a half months a year. That's that's not going not going to do much for you at all, because you, it's the, the what happens is you you, you just develop um, a ligament and tendon fatigue, um, and that that leads to failure, and so that that it's that repetitive overuse because you got, you know, we 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 we're in a sport, you know, which is where we're involved in a an action. Which is one of the most sort of violent, you know, actions of, of all sports, and the angular sort of velocities and speeds is, you know, are, are crazy out there. So the um, the loads that get put to those to, to those um, ligaments and tendons, and particularly the UCL, the UCL on maximal throwing is put at a load which is actually at its breaking strain, 
you know, whereas other tendons in our body at max at maximum, like your Achilles tendon or wherever on sprinting, is, is not at its breaking strain. The UCL, the ulnar collateral ligament, the UCL, the Tommy John ligament, that is at breaking strain with maximal throwing. Except, so, except when you're you know, trying to score from second, your, your Achilles goes all the time there. <laughs> Speaking from experience there, no doubt again, Tim. Um, yeah, the last time I tried that. <sighs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, Tim's been down the, the, the old Achilles path uh, of, of ruptured Achilles. But, yeah, so so that, that, that fatigue, that, that ligament, that ligament that, that, that eventually that ligament and, and tendon fatigue just leads to, uh, to failure. And then you so throw into that mix as well. You throw so I just throw, you throw in that mix as well that in when they're under sixteen they've still got growth plates. So that's where the UCL attaches on that little bony point on the inside of your elbow. That right, um, that, that that's that there's a growth plate there. So it's actually not uh, it's not attached. It's attached to bone, but it's attached to bone uh, like a, a, a sort of like a flaky piece of bone that's joined to the bone underneath with like a fibro cartilage sort of join. So it's not really it's not really that strong, and it fuses uh, at about age 16. So um, that that um, uh, you know it provides a bit more weakness to that to that area. So that's why you know sort of the, particularly at 14 to 16 year old uh, year old uh, age group of uh, uh, you know really probably that the peak age group that I see for injuries is that age group. And what yeah. so obviously you know with injuries, you know we we talk about you know. People develop different ways and obviously, you know, different people, you know, recover differently also. You know, like I know for me personally, you know, I've had three ACL reconstructions and I know each one of them how long they take. You know, and you know, that's not that's not fun. One wasn't fun, let alone three. But then, you know, you've got some kids that will obviously think, Oh, you know, I'm good to go again, you know, I'm I'm ready to throw, I'm ready to do this. How important, and I know this from personal experience, how important is it to actually follow a recovery plan? Oh, look, it's, yeah, no, the recovery aspect is, you know, is, is critical. I mean, our, I mean, the loading programs are critical, you know, as well, like the strength conditioning and, and the loading that to, to make sure that aspect is, is built and developed and, um, uh, but equally so, you know, we've got to, you know, just look after and manage bodies and manage manage the fatigue side of thing. And that's something that that um, is it also in the pitch smart guidelines, you know, for and it's something that you know coaches need to, um, uh, you know, be wary and watchful of. Is you might not have a kid who's saying that anything to you, but if you just, you know, just you've got to be um, watching and monitoring for signs of, you know, fatigue and, you know. And, Pitches, obviously, that can be just, you know, they start to get a little bit, you know, wayward or maybe you start to see little subtle changes in their action. Uh, they might actually start to say, I'm, you know, like this is starting to feel, I'm just feeling a little bit tight, you know, and tightness is often said, but it's often uh, means soreness, but they don't want to say soreness, they'll say tightness. So you just, just things like that, you just got to be, um, you know, wary and watchful of. But the, but the, um, and uh, so the recovery is, is you know is is big that's for sure so yeah i guess on just the recovery give an update on the score Gemma, oh, okay two, yeah. two nil new south wales just um but uh wa have just hit a double so um they're uh, in scott's guy in scoring position sorry go that's all right um and just on that you know we, we're talking about recovery and things like that and 
I guess I just wanted to get your thoughts on, you know, ice versus no ice. You know, we've talked about, you know, after you throw programs, you know, you see recovery, you know, you see ice baths and all that sort of stuff. What are your thoughts on all of that? Yeah, well, look, um, um, you know, the, the, the recovery side is, is going to, your, your body has a, has a very good natural ability to recover, right? So the, 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 the main point of recovery is, is letting that happen naturally and not trying to reload again too quickly when it's fatigued, right? So, um, and along with that recovery comes, you know, uh, you know good under, under, underlying things like uh, nutrition, like good nutrition, hydration, right, and adequate sleep. Okay, so they're, they're, they're just three crucial things that often people don't think of, right, or, or that, you know, maybe get overlooked. Then, so so they should be, you know, should tick those things off first. Um, uh, secondly, that adequate time frame to that next staff or that next outing or whatever. Um, thirdly, from a, you know, um, will, some other, will some other things help? Um, there's, not strong, there's not strong evidence to say that, okay, doing certain stretches and other warm-up exercises after throwing will will help reduce injury risk. There's no strong evidence to say that happens. Um, it might, re, you know, reduce a little bit of um, potentially like a little bit of that sort of DOMS, that little bit of uh, DOMS is that delayed onset muscle soreness. It might, it, might, it might help a little bit with that or so, you know, using like, you know, using a roller or using a ball to, you know, like a trigger ball or whatever to do a bit of some self-release stuff. So I, I would encourage those sort of things um, because they they can they can help um, particularly in, in a tournament situation where you where you're backing up day after day after day and, and your body's not used to doing that from the yeah, icing so Matt, stem yeah sorry mate yeah Matt Cavill just asked a question I'm not sure if it's a question or a statement um, for after pitching icing your elbow in an esky whilst having your beer is this still the correct method <laughs> <laughs> look depending on age. Uh, <laughs> yeah, not for those adolescents we were talking about, but but um, but yeah, I think in those uh, in those senior ages, it's it's ideal to be honest. It's it's perfectly ideal. Nothing wrong with that at all. Um, <laughs> so I think Tim's done that a fair bit actually. Um, yeah, I'm um, yeah. Part of all teams that do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think actually I think a lot of players actually play so they can do that. That's sort of the main part of why they play. Not so much the time between the lines, but that, that after <laughs> that aftercare. Yeah. Um, but the um, the ice, the ice has been um, poo pooed a little bit in recent years about its um, you know application and should it be used and and whatnot. And um, um, and one of the reasons for that is that there's not. No, no one's done any great randomised clinical trials, you know, on the use of icing, you know, and this is not icing. And um, part of the reason for that is because it's not like a pharmaceutical company which might actually financially bankroll, you know, research because if they, if it works, they could stand to make millions of dollars. I mean, no one's going to make uh, a lot of money out of um, selling more ice um, by promoting that. But, um, I mean, anecdotally, um, uh you know, I've found both as a physio and personally that, you know, it's it's very good from a recovery standpoint. So I'm I'm I've always been a fan of it. I think that, um, but but I don't say it's certainly not for everyone. It's certainly not essential. I think if you've got soreness uh, um, following, I, I think then I really push it and I say, hey, that you should be doing that in that instance. But from a just a arm care, should you do it? 
no, no it's, there's no, no evidence to say it's better to do it, but, but, but I, um, I think it should be encouraged, particularly if you're in a high workload um, time period in that season, or um, I think it's a good thing, uh, certainly a good thing to do. And I guess that sort of then goes into the next next part of that, you know, that, you know, your views on sort of, you know, focus on, on stats, measurements, baseball fundamentals. You know, how does that sort of transition? Yeah. Yeah, look, um, I mean, that's – like the focus on, um, you know, VLO development I know has been is, – is, is, has been really big, not just from a hitting – not just from a throwing standpoint, from a hitting standpoint as well. Um, and as I said, that's that that is a big that's been found to be um, one of the bigger risk factors in injury development. So um, we just need to be again mindful of how they're being rolled out and and um, and timing of when they're being rolled out and and suitability for that for that person or for that athlete to be doing that at that at that point in uh, time. It not in in terms of their age. Terms of the uh, timing of the season as well, and not say having come off a come off a sort of a long season, and they're going into an off season, and, and they're actually bodies are fatigued. They actually need some downtime, and then and then they're going in and doing that. That's that's quite that's certainly a heightened risk a risk for them there. Yeah, and again, no one's saying don't throw hard. I'm like no one's saying don't swing hard. I mean, it's it's the, the game is 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 about that. It's just a uh, but. But the um, uh, focus and drive uh, or push on it, uh, just uh, we just need to be very careful because it's it has been it's certainly been linked to higher uh, risk of injury, um, and um, yeah, it needs so, to be very Greg, very mindful. Just to follow up, just to follow up on that, and it's one of the things that I've actually seen a, a real difference um, in terms of philosophy. Uh, I have to go back a few years, but you know when. And when Ed was coming up and, you know, playing in, you know, under 12s, under 13s, under 14s, back in the old days, you know, Australia especially didn't have their kids under the age of probably 14 throwing breaking balls, for example. So yep. a lot of the guys, when our kids went overseas, uh, the American kids have been throwing breaking balls since they were able to throw a fastball. Um, yep. So is it is it more about good technique, um, proper use of, you know, your body, like you were saying before, you know, your hip and sh your mechanics, your hip and shoulder um, separation, your, your proper throwing mechanics. Um, and if you do things properly, things like throwing a, a breaking ball earlier in your, in your pitching career isn't the major injury factor. It's more the, the overuse or the um, fatigue type, type issue. That's 100 percent right. I mean, there's actually, there's actually, the curveball thing is a, is an interesting topic because um, curveballs versus fastballs have been looked at, you know, uh, you know, over a long period of time. You know, we've we've known for a lot, a, a very long time. We've known for at least a couple of decades that that um, they don't put any further valgus stress, any which is the opening up stress to the inside of the elbow. They don't put any further stress on the elbow curveballs um to fastballs but um um uh, but there's 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 still um i guess a, a, i guess a exists a, a feeling or an undertone that, that they do so you know we need to held back from that um 
Um, and that, look, and, and they're, they're, they are, you know, um, reflect still in those pitch mark guidelines as well as, as in terms of not being able to throw that until to, to a particular age. And that's that sort of 13 age group. Uh, and the, the, the thought behind it isn't so much the, well, okay, um, we know they don't heighten the risk of injury, so let them let's do them do it at a younger age. Um, because if they if that happened, there was there's a thought that well then kids will just start practicing and throwing more and throwing more, and then that just their volume will go up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So not the not the fact that if you throw throwing curveballs, still related to volume. Still, it's just related to volume, right? Yeah. So that's sort of more why it sits there, and it's, and, and and it's the emphasis is on okay, um, kinetic chain. You know, just get their get their you know connect chain. You know, sort of um, working from the ground up. So from you know legs up through hips, trunk, core, right through to arm, and try to get all those things um, going. And obviously, we're talking about for that. We're talking about the more here your um, your more your rep players. Obviously, here yeah. when we, what we're dealing with. You know, I mean like your your club ball kids. All that that um, side of it is is still you know holds some importance, but. Yeah, when they're only playing that that um, uh, one season, and then they're going off and playing soccer and other sports or footy or whatever in in, in the winter, and and they're only training club ball type, uh, you know, frequency, you know, once a week and again a weekend, you know, you just don't see you just don't see that, those injuries, you know, uh, anywhere near as much in those kids because there's not the there's not the volume and the frequency there, and so, there's also there's, there's also not there's also not the velocity because those kids, yeah. you know, are aren't as strong and and so sometimes you see kids um because they're injured because they are just so good that they're actually throwing harder than their bodies are actually able to cope with they're just there yeah, and and i've uh, the, the, obviously like they're really it's a bit like a perfect score the better they are the harder they throw the more they throw the higher the the volume the less breaks they get in the year round and those sort yep. of things all join up together and and they're they're the, the kids and the adolescents that we have to keep an eye on yeah it's like it's like having a um a ferrari with no brakes or, or shitty brakes you know and they can generate the, the velo um and um but you know they they can't always control the you know the decelatory forces and sometimes you know anyway, uh, greg yeah Oh, sorry, it's, oh, sorry, I know you're a Porsche man, but um, uh, yeah. So, so yeah, I've certainly seen seen that, and not just from a throwing standpoint as well. That there's there's been a um, I've been seeing the last couple of years um, a few more um, back injuries um, coming through in this adolescent age group because from from the um, and, I, and I and I suspect that's due to you know some of the more power and velo related hitting training they, they may be doing and in the underdeveloped spine you know with heavy rotational forces um uh, you know it's uh, any rotational sports in adolescent as adolescent athletes you know are at risk of developing uh, bone stress uh, injuries and, and potentially stress fractures in in the generally the lumbar spine the lower back you know when you see it and, and it's it's certainly on the rise in baseball, but you see it in generally you see it in your cricketers, baseballers, gymnasts, just any, any any other rotational sports. So, Greg, question from Cavill: um, Do baseball and softball pitchers get similar injuries? 
A uh, good question. No, they 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 absolutely don't. Um, so they don't um, obviously because of that action, that that pitching action. Their um, uh, with their their pitch delivery, you know, their arms in extension, and obviously it's it's you know it's um it's you know it's fairly vertical, right? So they're not they're not they're not subjected to these sideways stresses. Right, these valgus sideways, their elbows, not subjected to those stresses, so they don't they don't develop UCL injuries, and they don't do enough. They just don't do enough positional throwing, right, to develop neither. I've, like I've never, I'm sure they exist, but I've I've, I've never seen a, a softball that's gone to develop a UCL tear and go and have Tommy John or anything like that. Um, I'm sure there, there there are some instances where it's happening in the world, but they don't. So so they they actually. Softball pitchers, have, you know, much much lower incidence of any elbow, any elbow um, injuries. But shoulder is the shoulder cops it still very heavily, and they so still still prone to developing. And because of because of that different rotation, they tend to develop injuries of their labrum. Yeah. Uh, but baseballers get that as well, labrum, and of the long head of bicep going up into the labrum, like slap 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 tears, labrum injuries, and just general shoulder instability. So like. Um, Excessive looseness of the shoulder, and um, as well. So, um, but yeah, very different. And I've also got another question from another Matt. I don't know what's going on tonight. This must be everyone named Matt wants to ask questions. But um, Matt Kazakari just asked, "How often should junior pitchers throw in the off season?" Yeah, well, um, so I think that they, you know, as I said, if we're following those pitch smart guidelines, you know, um, they need to have you know four months. Of you know, and they state, you know, they state for that, you know, thirteen, uh, and you can, you know, you can look them up, and they've got them for the thirteen and fourteen year olds, and your fifteen, sixteen year olds. They don't differ too much between those two age groups, but um, that they we should be having those four months off pitching, um, with two to three months of those being, you know, continuous. So that's you know, preferentially done then at the at the end of their season, um, and. Uh, but in that time, they can be obviously playing other sports. They can be doing strength conditioning. They can be doing, you know, you know, strength conditioning type, um, you know, work. It's not about complete rest for them. Um, and then they can, you know, after that 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 downtime, they can then restart um, um, their their throwing program and and, and build up, um, leading back into the season again. And I, I guess too. Yeah, things change. Things are different. Like Shannon, Shannon Bickles just asked another. Shannon, mate, I'm sure you spend enough money with Greg. You can ask these personally, but anyway, you want to ask it on here? That's fine. Um, yeah, which pitchers pose the most stress on arms? Question mark slider. Um, yeah, the the, the, the um, studies have, have shown that the, that there's um, that those different pitch types. You know, have got you know, don't make a difference on on heightening the that injury risk. So, which is which really goes against probably the the dogma or the 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 long some I guess some very long held beliefs in in the game that um, uh, that they that they do. It's it's um, it it just you know comes down to um, you know. 
throwing volume and velocity and you know and, and volume meaning by technique is good is important yeah, too, it, but isn't it greg like so if you throw a if you throw a you know you're taught to throw a slider or a curveball properly and you throw it properly then then you know the risk of any of an injury is not heightened because of the pitch type but if you've if you're not throwing it properly or you haven't been taught how to throw it properly that that would change that answer wouldn't it yeah it's it certainly could um but in the in, in, I mean, in the the players that certainly I see the most, right, are, are those rep players. Generally, generally, you know, technique related causes, um, uh, um, you know, are, are the least of our concerns because they they've got to that level because they've generally got, they've got good, good technique. technique. They've they've, yeah, they've, yeah. they've had good they've had good coaching, right? And they've been na almost naturally the cream rises to the top, right? So they've sort of got got to that generally because. You know they've they've they're, they're 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 very strong in that department, so um, yeah. But it still needs to be. Sometimes you'll get some kids though that are just strong and they're really super funky and 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 um, and certainly some of those things need to be ironed out by the right people, and could be contributing factors. But um, uh, yeah, so they're certainly not not to be not to be ignored. Um, but still, that 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 volume and, and year round year round throwing is the is the big one. And what's what's the most common injury walk that walks through your door for baseball? Look, it'd be um, uh, it'd probably be an even sort of split between the uh, shoulder shoulder instability. So um, uh, just where you develop inflammation around the shoulder um, due to just a, a, just a excessive movement of that ball and socket. Uh, just if your rotator cuff, rotator cuff sort of being fatigued and too weak to control that centering of that position, that positioning of the ball in the socket. So, so on throwing that ball in the socket's just sloppy and sliding around too much, and that starts causing strain and inflammation. Um, so probably that's probably the most common one in the in the shoulder and in the elbow. It's your uh, you know your little leaguer's elbow. Um, which is a bit of a spectrum of things. So where you sort of start off with, you know, sort of like just inflammation on that inside the elbow. So just through strains, but then it, then it can develop a little further to to where you can actually develop tears in the UCL or, or, or injuries to the growth plate. Sometimes they can be quite traumatic where the growth plate actually pulls pulls away or pulls off yeah. and you actually get, that's a, that's a type of fracture. That can go, and, and bone stress and bone stress injuries to, to the elbow uh, uh, have really risen a lot you know, in the last um, 10, 15 years. So when I, 25 years ago, when I sort of was early on the piece, you just didn't see them much. And um, so bone stress in, in a few different areas of the, of the, of the elbow too, um, yeah. you know, a super common just, and I think the, you know, um, uh, I think it's, and I, I think that's partly due to, you know, kids are certainly some kids are throwing harder. At a younger age, um, and um, um, and that's that's one of the certainly one of the, the um, uh, contributors. Um, what, so it's what's the, most, what's the most unique baseball injury you you see? Uh, probably one of the most was a um, it, it was a prof professional, uh, or it was actually. Um, Playing in the in the um, in like rookie rookie ball for the for um, the Mariners organisation, uh, this this um, uh, pitcher and he, and he he 
he, he threw hard and he, he signed for uh, you know a lot of a lot of money. It was a, he signed for about three hundred thousand, and that was about uh, twenty years ago. So it was yeah. a lot of money, you know, back then. Um, he he threw a pick off to second base, and his shoulder both dislocated, and he tore his rotator cuff tendon off the bone, and Ooh. that that's. It's rare, and it was. And I'll go. I'll. I could live another five lifetimes, and I won't see that again. Um, yeah. And 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 I'm sure you wouldn't. I'm sure you wouldn't mind me telling, you know, telling that telling who it was. I know him quite well. He's uh, it was it was Aaron Aaron Thorne was his name, and um, and um, he came from a family of baseballers who were pretty good. Um, and um, his older brother Dave signed professionally and played for Australia for a short period as well. And, and they were, but, but it was just a freakish thing that happened. Like you, baseballers don't dislocate their shoulders throwing. They might dislocate them diving and sliding and whatever else, but not throwing. And and young young throwers don't tear their rotator cuff. That's a that's an injury that happens in generally guys over the age of forty. So two two super rare things happen at the one time. And he had surgery. He had surgery and he actually, like, that, that, that's a career-ending injury, right, for a thrower. But he actually got back to, to playing, but um, but um, but then, you know, never to that same level. He did, he did get back to to to, to, play, to going and having one more season there, but then he, I think it was one more season and he was released. He then he subsequently had Tommy John surgery as well. Like, he just, it, it was, it, it, the poor bugger was plagued with, um, with injury. And I've just got a question from Rob G. Lombardo. Um, would pitching submarine increase, decrease, or not make a change in chance of injury? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a good question. Um, and um, I don't know any studies that have that have um, uh, looked at that and and, and compared it. Um, uh, certainly, some guys who have uh, torn their UCL have then dropped down. You know, and and thrown um, sub, and been able to get away um, uh, with it and have less pain. So it, it does. There is some anecdotal evidence to say that there there seems to be less valgus sideways forces down there at, at those angles. Um, I mean, Pete Moylan was a guy that um, had UCL, you know, had UCL injury, and he dropped down, you know, to his low arm slot. And he threw harder, and then and had more tail, and he, you know, like, and, and it was after that that he ended up. Um, uh, we had that unbelievable WBC, and was spotted there and struck out some pretty big names, and then was signed by um, the Braves and had ended up having a, a, an amazing big league career, you know. So, uh, yeah, so um, there are players who have done it and done it effectively, and so I. I I think that there is something to be said for that uh, having less forces, but there's I, I don't know any any actual studies that have that have um, looked at it and proven it. So, so Greg, obviously, you know, being Mr. Arm Care and everything else, and you know, Shannon, Shannon, and you know, Tim and everyone else that sort of sends their kids to you, um, you know, from an adult to a kid, you know, going through these, you know the steps of, you know, injuries and, you know, rehab and coming back, 
is there any time that you sort of say to them, hey, listen, like you need to give baseball away or, you know, is there, you ever give that recommendation or, you know, is it something that you do or is it just something that you sort of let, you know, mum and dad and, and, the, and the patient, you know, worry about? Yeah, look, I, I can't really recall having that conversation with, with a young baseballer. Yeah. Um, uh, I've, I've certainly, I've certainly, I've certainly probably had it with some older, some some older baseballers. Not not with Tim, um, instantly, because I know that he, he would pay no attention to that piece of advice anyway. So I wouldn't waste my yeah, time. That twenty, that twenty percent, I, I take yeah. on twenty. I'm, that's part. That's the eighty percent. I'm not listening to. That's that's exactly <laughs> right. Um, but I, yeah, uh, but I, yeah, like I have had some. Um, uh, you know, I've had some even some ex-pro guys that that you know that those conversations have been had had with um, um, you know as, as adults when they've had you know significant you know uh, you know traumatic injuries you know where you know one one of which you know a guy had a had a had a UCL re, had Tommy John surgery and um, yeah. and on one pitch the the, the whole thing. Just let go. Just ripped. It, oh. it didn't just. It didn't just rip off. He's, the whole thing just exploded. It was. It was horrific. I, I. I haven't seen anything like it before. The surgeon hadn't really either. But um, and that that was pretty tough because I was sort of working their way back, trying. You know, get back to that. Um, you know, I'm playing in the in the in the ABL at least. So. Um, and there's been there's been yeah certainly some older guys where they've you know developed started develop arthritis you know in their shoulder, and you sort of go hey look you gotta probably start to ask yourself is it yeah is it is it is it is it worth it, um, and um, yeah but look there's, the one good thing about baseball is even when we're even when we're older, and our body's letting us down there's something called first base or you know DH you know that um, <laughs> that, that can keep guys going for longer. Um, or coaching. <laughs> or coaching. Yeah, well, yeah, that's right. You know, and I, I guess that's probably the, the other part of it too, you know, like you know, some players that, you know, transition to coaching and things like that because, you know, they are old and broken and, you know, whatever else it is. Like, you know, nothing nothing wrong with throwing 40-mile-an-hour curveballs or knuckleballs. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I, I saw it come up on Facebook there. Just um, it was just um, it was uh, this morning or yesterday. Someone ABL there that the Reds, not the Reds, um, the, the Melbourne Aces, throwing like coming on throwing relief, and they, they actually did you see that 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 thirty-eight mile an hour pitch? Or something was was a bird? Yeah, thirty-seven mile an hour. Yeah, yeah. So uh, there you go. There's, yeah. <laughs> There's hope for everyone. Professional blowout pitcher. Yeah, but um, Greg, now obviously, you know, that's they're all the serious questions. Um, mate, now you've got to see if you can compete with um, 60 seconds with Jeevo. Now, this is um, not everyone. Not everyone's. Good at this game, but um, let's see how you go, mate. There's a range of questions that we ask. Now, we don't always – well, this is why we don't tell you. Because, you know, if we tell you, then you know. But um, my little clock's not working tonight, so I'm devastated. But um, 
Oh, let me see if I can get it up. Let me see if I can get my little... Get it up quickly. Nothing like a great production when you... So, score it. update, Tim. We're, we're going to have it's, another update. Yes, 3-1 three, three and there's, a, there's someone oh. we know on the mound. Eduardo? Yeah. Giving up a run. Yeah. He's tournament stats. He's, he's, he's got an he's got an ERA now. He does. Hang on, but uh, three one to New South Wales. W, New South Wales, yeah, yeah, okay. Yep, that's right. One out, top of the good, fourth. Good guys are still winning. That's good. Yeah, yeah. So hurry up, Jibo. We've got to get off here so I can concentrate and and get into that old beverages. This is the most uh, you can this is the most you've contributed in eight episodes to so, you know, yeah, right, settle yeah. down. <laughs> so I'm going to start, start asking the questions anyway, Greg, because my little clock's not working. So um, your nickname when you're playing baseball? Uh, Kirby, because of um, I used the rhyming slang a lot. And uh, for Kirby Bucket, that was like if for Bucket. So if you're going to take another couple of Kirby's, another couple of Buckets, take another couple of swings. Yeah, Kirby. Okay. Occupation, obviously, that's a no-brainer. Sports, sports physio. Yeah. yeah. Favorite food at the ballpark? A oh, bit, bit fond of the old um, hot dog with uh, cheese and a bit of dead horse on top. Yeah. Okay. Pineapple nice. on pizza. Oh, and I love the um, I love the uh, seeds as well, actually. Um, oh no, pineapple. Yes. No. Yeah, finally. <laughs> has, has no place. Has no Some place. Favourite <laughs> baseball field that you've played on? Uh, I've played on. Yeah. Ooh. Um, you know, I, 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 I'll actually say the old Oriel Stadium. It's just yeah. because of the history there. there. Yeah. yeah something, bit of sunken, bit of that sunken centre field. I reckon there was a bus under there. Underground somewhere, but uh, no, probably I'd say Auburn. That was cool. Okay, favorite teammate ever. Oh, um, I'd have to say my brother-in-law because um, uh, he 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 was just one of my one of my best mates, and ended up marrying um, yeah my well sister-in-law. So he became my brother-in-law. So I'll have to go with that one. (laughs) Um, most annoying teammate you've had? I've had plenty of those. Um, uh, I reckon Brendan Wallace, I'll say that. A lot of guys know Wall, are probably around the baseball scene. He's pretty, he's highly annoying. Yeah. yeah. Mate, who, who is the, so, okay, I'll, I'll take it on another level. Who's the biggest pest in the national team? In the national team, hmm. the biggest pest? Biggest he's got to keep. He's got to keep a job here. Be careful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. I do. Um, oh, it's just. It's just going to be the guys who are the most, you know, high maintenance. I'd say. Um, uh, mm, it's. It's only going to. It's. It's, it's going to be. It's going to be any. Any. Any range of a number of pitches. Put it that way. Yeah. I won't. I won't name names. So I'll get. I'll, I'll get nailed afterwards. But. Um, yeah. Um, who's who's your who was your favourite coach? Favourite coach. Um, oh, no, he just lost me. The phone just died. Oh, we've lost him. 
Oh, he's a spine died. He's running a juice. There you go. Wow. Oh, no. Anyway, it is what it is. I think, <laughs> That's the problem. I think, I think it was going to supposed to drop out at, um, at most annoying guy from Australia than it should have dropped out, not now. But, um, Tim, what's the update? Because obviously, yeah, not good, it. mate. Not good at all. Well, that's not an update. Now, right? well, <laughs> now four, well, Binkle was supposed to be keeping four, us updated. Three. It's now 4-3. Four, four, three. Three. Oh, Shannon. Four, three. Shannon, where are you, mate? It's over. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Right, guys. Anyway. Well, uh, look, obviously, uh, Greg's dropped out. But, um, yeah, look, that was a pretty good chat. I like hearing that sort of stuff. Obviously, tomorrow night, um, you know, we've got the college prospect guys, um, Alex Howe and Josh Dean, talking about what they're doing, the college prospect stuff. So that's going to be a good chat. Um, seven o'clock tomorrow night. Tim, how are you looking? Um, I reckon the – yeah, anyway, I'm just looking at a dodgy call at home. Um, <laughs> I'll be there. I'll be there on tomorrow night. Um, okay. No, the game – Unless it's um, pissing down rain in Sydney and they're playing late games, we should be done by 7 p.m. So it'll be good. Yeah. Nice. So, um, everyone, go and support whoever you support or just go and support Ed because he's on the mound. Go, go support Ed. He's <laughs> just yeah, uh, so, giving up the go-ahead run. So, uh, anyway, not good. shit happens. All right. Well, Space we will ball. catch you tomorrow night yep, at 7 p.m. Yep. And... Uh, Get some, get some more updates. I'll give I'll give a quick shout out. Happy birthday, Rob G. Thanks for the good questions. Um, just thought I'd get that one in, and uh, yeah, good luck, Ed. Hopefully, you come back and finish your game. Yeah, we'll see. Guys. Start hitting again. We'll catch you tomorrow see you. night. All right, see, see you guys. And we will see you guys tomorrow at seven pm. So well.